بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على خاتم النبيين وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته To make our scale heavier and heavier with the good deeds. Every Muslim, even even the kafirs, are giving, are given more chances every minute they are gaining in their life. But the difference here between a Muslim and a kafir that a Muslim is using this more time he is living. To satisfy Allah wa ta'ala, to please Allah wa ta'ala with the good deeds. While the kafir actually is having more bad deeds every time he is living. Even Muslims themselves are not the same. Some of them, they will add to their bad deeds more bad deeds. Some of them, they will add to their good deeds more good deeds. It depends on how they are utilizing their time and their life. So if we Muslims think of it out and say, okay, this minute, this hour, this day I'm living, I should really use it because maybe I will not live after that. That's not to say that if the Muslim should think only of death and forget about life. It's not the case in here, but the case is that we should be aware that we may live any time. Our life may be finished any time. So we should be ready to leave this dunya with a lot of good deeds. So when we come to the scale in Judgment Day, our scale will be heavier in the sight of the good deeds. Last week we discussed the case of Arriya or Shaw'af. Tonight, inshallah, we are discussing the next chapter which is talking, which is number 37, which is talking about other way or other things that a human being or a Muslim could do which is not allowed to attend or to aim while during the, doing the good deeds. Show off Riyā is for other people, for other people. While this chapter is talking about doing things for worldly things, for life, for money, for anything. And we'll have a lot of examples which is in our life. Like the case of a person who is teaching Quran. Is he allowed to take money or not? A person who is making adhan. Is he allowed to take money for that? A person who is learning the deed. Is he allowed to have the intention or the aim to gain the certificates in order to have a job? So many questions come like that. And we need to really answer these questions tonight, inshallah, during this chapter. So first of all, let's see what is the relation between this chapter and the case of Tawheed or Monophism. It's very clear that the aim or the goal or the target in doing good deeds in this chapter, or this case we're going to discuss tonight, is not 
to satisfy Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala actually. It's only to get some dunya things, some materialistic things. Money, a fame, so on. So it is polytheism. And polytheism is the opposite of monotheism. And this is the connection in here. Polytheism is the, the opposite of, of monotheism. So it is the connection in here. Before discussing the ayat of the ahadith which is mentioned in this chapter, there is only one ayah and one hadith, but they are good enough, more than good enough. And as we said again, and we repeat again and again, and don't be bored if we are repeating this, that the true Muslim should really only depend on what Allah said, what Muhammad said. Whoever that person who is going to explain may make a mistake. No one will say that Quran has a mistake or the Hadith of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has a mistake. No way. We have two cases. In order to use any evidence, we have to have two cases. That the evidence is correct and the understanding of the evidence is correct. Now we want to use an ayah in a case we are discussing. The ayah is correct, of course. Quran, there is no doubt about it. If the ayah, every single letter of Quran is okay, completely guaranteed and authentic. Then we go to the next step or the next condition which is that do we really put this ayah correctly in this place? Do we understand the ayah so we put it in this topic or this case? Very important in here. Not everyone will come and say okay this is haram because Allah said this. Allah said this ayah is clear no problem totally correct. But the question comes in here now is this guy using the ayah the correct place? Take an example. A very crazy example, I could say. Very bad example. Shia, or Rabuba, or Jafaris, or Kozum, whatever they call them, Imamis. They say, and Allah Tabaraka Ta'ala said in His Holy Book, Inna Allah ya'murukum an tadbahu baqara. This is an ayah, right? Anybody have any objection to this? Clear ayah. Inna Allah ya'murukum an tadbahu baqara. Up to now we are okay. The evidence is correct. When they come to put this ayah, they say, Baqarah here means Aisha. La ilaha illallah. How is this? The evidence is correct, but to use the evidence is incorrect. Marjal Bahraini Yaltaqiyan. This is in Surah Al-Rahman. They say, that is Ali and Fatima. Bainahuma barzakhun la yabqiyan. That's Al-Hasan and Al-Husayn. What kind of people are these? Are they Arabs? They can, can they read Quran? They cannot. They read Quran, but they read it like those blind people. Allah told us about them in his holy book. Summum bukum umyum fahum la yarji'un. And the other ayah, fahum la ya'qilun. So in this case now, we are discussing this one ayah and one hadith. And both of them are inshallah correct because the ayah is clear in Quran. And the hadith is in Al-Bukhari. So we have no trouble in here. Then we need to understand them the correct way. And use them the correct way in our life. Let's see that. In this ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, مَنْ كَانَ يُرِيدُ الْحَيَاةَ الدُّنْيَا وَزِينَتَهَا نُوَفِّ إِلَيْهِمْ أَعْمَالَهُمْ فِيهَا وَهُمْ فِيهَا لَا يُبْخَسُونَ أُولَٰئِكَ الَّذِينَ لَيْسَ لَهُمْ فِي الْآخِرَةِ إِلَّا النَّارِ وحبط ما صنعوا فيها وباطل ما كانوا يعملون. 
This is the ayah. This ayah is in Surah Hud. But there is another similar ayah which has extra things you should mention in here. It's not mentioned in this book. But Sheikh bin Ahmed rahimahullah mentioned it and he, he did a good job in this case. He mentioned the other ayah which is in Surah Al-Isra. Ayah number 18. من كان يريد العافية فعجلنا له فيها ما نشاء لمن نريد. ما نشاء لمن نريد هي رزق الامبورتنت. وكنت وتجارة المنات. The ayah in Surah in Surah Hud number eight fifteen. Allah سبحانه وتعالى says whoever wants this dunya, the meaning of the ayah of course. Whoever wants this dunya only, Allah will give him. The reward in this dunya. But on judgment day, he has nothing. These are the kafirs. Yes. Kafirs, they want the reward in dunya. Because they don't believe in the judgment day. Or they are not certain about it. So Allah will give them. A good kafir, those are good kafir by the way, yeah, but we say good in dunya, you know. Who is giving the poor, who is taking care of the, of the, of the orphans, uh, giving charities, uh, dealing, dealing with people are good very good يعني, relation with others and so on Allah is just He will give him the reward in dunya but in judgment day he has nothing except Jahannam so this is for kafirin what about Muslims, believers, Muslims ah, Muslims are not they will gain reward in dunya and akhirah but if they copy the kafirin by changing their aim or intention to do things only for dunya, then they are losers also. They are coming the kafirin, and whoever coming the kafirin, he is one of them. As Muhammad told us in the hadith, clear hadith. Man tashabbaha bi qawmin, fawminhum. Fawminhum. That's it. He is not from mu'minin. Of course, that does not exclude him totally from Islam, but that's clear to us that whoever do something in this dunya, which is only for Allah, but he does it for dunya, he is getting a reward in dunya, but he is not going to get it in the judgment day. We need examples. Because examples sometimes give us a clear vision of the case. We give an example of a person who teaches others Quran. A man, as you call him in Urdu, Hafiz, he wants to teach people Quran, Jazakallah khair. Very good. Now, he says, I will teach them only for money. His aim is money. That's all. He is not thinking of reward of Allah. Then he is a loser. This ayah is for him. Other one, also a hafiz, and he wants to teach Quran, and he wants to do this for Allah only, but he cannot do it while he's doing other jobs to, for a living. So, they say, some rich people say, okay, you are a hafiz, come here, we'll give you the salary you are gaining on this other job, so you'll be free for teaching Quran. Now he's taking the money just to free himself from other things, so he will be living, and he's do, teaching Quran for Allah. This is okay. That's very easy. Okay. Let us take it, or put it into small words. T-T-W-W-T-T and uh, I'm afraid that W-T-T some people may misunderstand it I think the, some people they are using it in some case for hobbies problem or something I don't know I heard about it but leave it. I made this 
abbreviation to make it easy. TTW means take to worship. Take to worship. WTT means worship to take. What's the difference? Let's put this example to Hajj. A person, not in Saudi Arabia as an example, he wants to make Hajj. He wants to make Hajj. But he cannot make Hajj. Somebody came to him and said, okay, I'll give you money to make Hajj for my father. Now this guy is taking the money to be able to worship Allah. What was, was his, his last goal? To worship Allah by Hajj. Then that's okay. Another person is worshipping Allah only to take money. So his aim and goal is to take money, not to worship Allah Taala. Then his Hajj is thrown away, not accepted, rejected. So WTT and TTW is very easy to understand and see how it comes. Let's go back to the case of the Hafiz or the one who is teaching Quran. A person who is teaching Quran, he says, he will take the money to be free from other things or other works for living, so he will worship Allah by teaching Quran. Then he's okay. He's okay. No problem. Where is the evidence? Very easy. Very easy. The case when Sahaba, radiallahu anhum, were traveling on Ghazwa, fighting the Kafirin, and when they came back, they stopped by some Bedouins in the desert, and they asked them for food, and yeah, to host them, they refused. Then later on, the same day maybe, they came to them and said, okay, we have a problem with our leader, he is having a severe sickness, can you do anything to him? They said, yes, but we won't, unless you pay us some food. So they said, yes. So one of the Sahaba came and he recited Surah Al-Fatiha only on that leader and he's okay. And they took the money. When they took the money, they did not use it. They said, wait, we cannot use this unless we ask Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So they came to Rasulullah and said, Rasulullah, we did this, this, and he said, good, give me my share. So it means that if we do something, our aim is to worship Allah, our aim. Our goal, our final goal is to worship Allah, but we take money for it just because we need the money to be free for it, then it's okay. As we said in the case of Hajj, a person cannot travel, he has not enough money, he doesn't ha- he cannot buy tickets. Then he takes the money from someone, but his final goal is to make Hajj, to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by Hajj, then he's okay. But if the, if the vice versa, He's only making the hajj just because he wants to take the money. His aim is to take the money. How much you pay me? No, you pay me more, give me this and give me that. Huh? And his goal is the money. Then subhanallah, easily you can see, the person who is, his aim is money, he doesn't have the light of iman in his face. La ilaha illallah, wallah ya akhwan. It's very clear to us, so many Muslims, they can see it clearly, that those people who are working for Allah, their faces is very clear with the light of Allah Taala, light of Iman. The other ones, I can see, I have seen my own self. I personally have seen some of these ones who are teaching in the university. They are teaching the deen of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the sunnah of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and they have no light in their faces of Iman. Because they are doing just a job for money. Well, some other brothers, mashaAllah, 
some other teachers, some other doctors, they are, you can see the light of Iman in their faces. I'm not saying white or black, now I'm saying light. And light can be seen, subhanAllah, in the face of a mu'min. Light. That can be seen easily for good people. Because their, their aim, their goal, is to serve this deed. And they are taking the salary just so they can be free for this job to do. Imam of a masjid, a teacher for this deed, when he takes money because his aim and goal is to do this job, to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with this job, a da'iya, he takes some money, takes some money to be free for making da'wah from other jobs for living, for living, then he's okay. Somebody will ask a question, he says, where what if he does this without money? Of course, that's fantastic. That's a lot better, of course. If he is yani, wealthy enough and he doesn't need money and he's doing this freely for Allah ta'ala only, of course, his ajr and judgment day, his reward and judgment day will be a lot better than that. Even in life he will be inshallah better than that. But we are talking about in the case where there is money is involved. Reward is involved, dunya reward, whether it's money or something else. Let's go back to this ayah. مَنْ كَانُوا فِي الْحَيَةِ الدُّنْيَا وَبِنَتَهَا نُغَفِّي إِلَيْهِمْ أَعْمَالَهُمْ فِيهَا وَفِيهَا لَا يُبْخَسُونَ That's in Surah Hud. But the, the ayah which is in Surah Al-Isra. In here, in Surah Hud, Allah is saying that He will gain the reward in dunya. But in Surah Al-Isra, He said, We will give whoever we want the meaning of it. Not, not everyone. He may do a lot of good things, but he does not, he is not rewarded in dunya. And not even rewarded in judgment day. عَجَّلْنَا لَهُ فِيهَا مَا نَشَاءُ لِمَنْ نُرِيدُ We'll give him what we want to give him, only to the ones we want also. Not everyone. So there is restrictions in here. Doesn't mean that a good, a, a cover who is giving the poor and so on, he's going to be rewarded in dunya. Always, no. But usually, usually yes. You can see good cafes who are doing all of these good things. He is worthy and he is healthy and he is having these things. Maybe he is lovely, yes. Because Allah is a just. We have uh, a story of one of these people who died before the Bi'that of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Sahaba asked Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam about him. He was a good, a good man. A very famous man, a very good man in Quraysh. But he was not a Muslim. He did not reach Islam time. That man, he was a very good guy, he's giving poor and he's doing all the good things. What was his situation? Is he going to Jannah? He said, no. No. Allah gave him things that he's running for in dunya. He's famous now and people are remembering him. That's what he was looking for. Maybe you heard of Hatim al-Qa'i. Hatim al-Qa'i is one of the Arabs who was before Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. His son Uday ibn Hatim, or Adi ibn Hatim, accepted Islam later on, by the way. But his father died before. That man was so generous. We, we, we make him as an idiom in Arabic. We say, more generous than Hatim al-Tai. Hatim al-Tai was so generous that one day he, he had a, a guest and he had nothing to, to uh, cook for him. So he killed his horse to feed him. A horse is very expensive to Arabs. You know? Like if you are killing now uh, Lugzis. Instead of... Uh, Lugzis cannot be eaten, by the way. You know? But say this. If you are killing something very expensive to, to feed this beast. 
Arabs in that time, they are so generous that any gift comes, they do whatever they can do for him. Now this man, he is giving his highest important thing to him, which is his horse, to feed that gift. So he is counted famously that he is the most generous person in Arabian Peninsula that time. Now, is he going to get anything in judgment day? No. He's a kafir. The justice to say that he's going to gain something. Yes, he gained faith. That still up to now we are remembering him and making an idiom in order that he is the most generous person. Ha! What he was looking for, he got it. But he was not running for the reward of Allah. He was running for the reward of human beings of fame, fame and good words about him. Now, he is having that. That's about the eye. The hadith which is in Bukhari, that Muhammad sallallahu said, narrated Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu said, that Muhammad sallallahu said, Ta'is al dirham a long hadith. Muhammad sallallahu called the person who is running for dunya, for money, for currency, dinar and dirham, as a slave of death. Slave? Yes. Slave of money, slave of clothes, slave of car, Slave of this, slave of that. He's a slave. Oh, a mere slave. Because he's worshipping them. He's running for them. He's killing himself just for them. And that's a dangerous case. A Muslim, a true mu'min, should be beware of this. Because it's very dangerous for his deen that he become a slave of these things. If someone Love and hate for dunya. Take and give for dunya. As Muhammad said in the hadith, then he is the slave of dunya. But those ones who are giving for Allah only, for the sake of Allah, taking for the sake of Allah, loving for the sake of Allah, hating for the sake of Allah, these are the moments. Man a'ta lillahi wa man lillahi وَحَبَّ لِلَّهِ وَأَبْغَضَ لِلَّهِ فَقَدْ اسْتَكْمَلَ الْإِيمَانِ As Muhammad Sallallahu said in his hadith. So when it comes to say that, okay, well, I like my neighbor. MashaAllah, you like your neighbor? Yes, I like him. Allah, he's a very good guy. Why is he a good guy? Because he gives me every time he has a, a party, he sends us some of the food, and he owes, he sees me, he says, Salaam alaykum, he had. Allah, Jazallah, what a fantastic guy. No, he's not a fantastic guy. Whatever he's not praying. Whatever he's, he's a Hindu. Or Christian, or Jew. Well, no, that's not a problem, yes, yes, the problem is just, he's pretty good. No, 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 this is not the case. Well, the other guy, he's a good Muslim, he's praying with Jama'ah, and he's doing good things, but just because he is not greeting this guy at the time, he's saying he doesn't like him. So it's the case of, oh, my arrogance, my dignity. Unless he comes and says, Assalamu alaikum, Kevin Hara, Sheikh, otherwise I'll be angry to him. Yes, This is not the case. The case, we love people only just for the sake of Allah. Doesn't matter if he is from my country, from my area, from my family, or from my enemies. And I always say, ask the brothers, who is the worst enemy of Islam now? They said Sharon. One day, maybe he's alive or not, I don't know. Sharon, the leader of the Jew who have killed a lot of Muslims. This is our worst enemy? Yes. But if he accepts Islam, if he refers to Islam, he will be our brother. Just like this. That's the, that's the, the, the strange or the strange thing about this deed. 
This deen does not treat people upon their color or country or area or family or so on. That's why Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa made four people alike, same level. Abu Bakr from Quraysh. Suhaid from Turkey or from Europe. Salman Persian. Bilal Ethiopian from Africa. They made them the same. More than that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us how to measure people. Inna akramakum indallahi atqaakum. Akramakum indallahi atqaakum. The best of you to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are the world, those ones who are very, having a lot of taqwa means they are so scared of Allah, afraid of Allah, doing what Allah told them, stop or refrain from doing things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told them not to do. Not akramakum indallahi, the Arabs or the Indians or the Americans or this or that. No. The tall ones, the short ones, the white ones, the black ones, no. The other people of the Arabian ala ajami illa bit taqwa. The other hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Slavery in here, Muhammad was talking about, is the case that the person is worshipping this dunya, whether it's money, whether it's clothes, furniture, so on. That he is going to be satisfied if he is given money, given dunya. And he will not be satisfied, he will be so angry if he is not given. So he is happy or unhappy, it depends on if he is getting or not getting. He is not happy if he is doing good deeds, no. He is not happy if Islam is going up. And he is not unhappy because Islam is going down, or Muslims are going down, or Muslims are killed all around. That doesn't matter to him. As far as long as he is okay and his family is okay, the others are as you say. No, this is not the case. Now you see people, they see munkar, bad things are happening around them, even in their houses, and they do not get angry. But if their salary were short of 10 riyals, oh, that's a big case now. They will go and will make a paper and go, a lot of talking to the managers and uh, general managers and write a paper and write claims and claims after claims for 10 riyals. So angry just for 10 riyals. And they will be so happy if their salary is up 20 riyals. But they will not be so happy if Islam is spreading among the whole world. They will not be so happy when they see Islam is really, our Muslims are kicking the Kafirin from their countries. That doesn't matter to him. Yeah, it's alright. It happened or not. Doesn't make a big difference to him. That's the problem. Muhammad sallallahu has made, made dua on these people. That he will be in a bad shape, that even if he is having small problem, he cannot solve. Small problem like what? He mentioned in here, if he proceed with throne or four, he cannot take it off. Because he is in a bad shape. Muhammad Sallam have made dua on him. That's the first part of the hadith talking about these bad people. Now listen to the second part of the hadith. He's talking about the other side of the good people, or the, or the good people of, of this, or the other side of, the, of this case. That he made dua for Tuba, Tuba whether it is Jannah or a tree in Jannah, whatever it is, Abandon Ab- Ab- Mufassiri said. He made dua that they will be, this will be for them. For the person who is taking his robe of the horse, his horse, 
for jihad. His hair with dust, his feet with dust. If they put him as a guard for the end of uh, the, the back of the, of the uh, army or in front or this or that, it doesn't, it doesn't matter to him. He's not really running for fame. He's running only for jihad, peace Whatever they tell him to do, if they ask him to go and cook for the rest of the soldiers, he will do it. Because he knows that even if he is cooking, he is in jihad. If they put him in guarding, he is also in jihad. And he gave some description to that man that he is, if he asked for permission to meet the leader, they must permit him. Because he's not, nobody knows him. Who is he? He's not a person. Nobody, nobody knows him. And if he make intercession, nobody will listen to him. That one, that person, is a lot better than millions of people. Because he's doing this only for Allah. Not for dunya, not for fame, not for anything else. That really reminds me of a very strong hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. A Muslim should really remember. The hadith of the three. Three, the first three that Jahannam will be hurting. Who are they? Mujahid, Hafiz, and a person who gives Salaqah. La ilaha illallah. Yes. Upon the hadith that Jahannam will start to burn these three first. La ilaha illallah. Why? Because of the aim. The goal. The mujahid will be asked. Why do you make jihad? Why you are killed for la ilaha illallah? Or for Allah? Why you are killed actually? To say, ya Allah, I'm killed for la ilaha illallah. I've been making jihad. You will be told you are a liar. You fight only to have fame that you are brave man. Oh, mashallah, that guy is brave. He's killing every enemy and he's jumping into the war. He's not afraid. That was his aim. To be said, oh, that guy, mashallah, he was brave. And they will put his pictures in the newspapers and maybe they will make an idol for him stashes in some of these uh, squares in his city. That's his aim, and he got it. But in the judgment day, he'll go to Jahannam. The other guy is the Hafiz, the one who's memorizing Quran and he's teaching Quran. When he comes to judgment day, he will be asked, why you did this? Say, ya Allah, this is for you, for your sake. He will be told, you are a liar. You did this to that people will say, MashaAllah, see, he's a hafiz. He's a, re- he's a fantastic reciter of Quran. MashaAllah, listen to his voice. You got what he wanted? Now go to Jahannam. You got what he wanted in dunya? Finish, خلاص, مع السلامة. Go to Jahannam now. A'udhu Billah. A'udhu Billah. Same thing for that one who was giving sadaqah. He was not giving sadaqah for Allah. But he was, for Allah's sake, he was giving sadaqah so his name would be in the newspapers. MashaAllah, Muhsin Kabir, MashaAllah, he's giving the poor. And he, every time he's making, yani, sadaqah, he, he takes pictures with his beast and this thing, MashaAllah, you know, this, MashaAllah, this man is fantastic, he's giving this and he's giving this, and he wants his name to put in every case that he has done and has it done. Okay, okay. What he was aiming for, he got it. He was aiming for fame, he got it. People praised him, yes. 
that's in dunya only. But in judgment day, he will be one of the first people to go to Jahannam. That's the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa So now, we come back to the case of aim, case of goal, case of intention. This case of intention is talking about this chapter and the other chapter before. When you are in control of your intention, then you are on the right track. When you are not in the control of your intention, you are in trouble. You came to Salah? Why you came to Salah? Ask yourself this question. While you are walking from your house to the masjid, why you are going to pray with Jama'ah? So they will say, MashaAllah, this guy is always in the first, first line. This guy, MashaAllah, a big mutawwa. MashaAllah, let's, let's give, let's give him our daughters for marriage. Let's put him in the front. When he comes in the sitting place, put him in the front. He is, MashaAllah, a big mutawwa. MashaAllah. He got what he wanted. He got what he wanted. But in judgment day, why you make lectures? Why you teach Quran? Why you teach Sunnah? Why you teach Hadith? Why you teach this deen? Oh, you say, MashaAllah, he's a big shaykh. MashaAllah, he's very good. MashaAllah, he knows this deen. MashaAllah. That is his goal. He got what he got. He got what he wanted in this dunya. But in judgment day, لَيْسَ لَهُمْ فِي الْآخِرَةِ إِلَّا النَّارِ وَحَبِطَ مَا صَنَعُوا فِيهَا وَبَاطِلُ مَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ حَبِطَ in Arabic means destroyed. خلاص. As Allah said in his holy book, Talking to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in that strong ayah وَلَقَدْ أُوحِيَ إِلَيْكَ وَإِلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكَ لَإِنْ أَشْرَكْتَ لَيَحْبَطَنَّ عَمَلُكَ La ilaha illa Muhammad sallallahu He will never do that. He will never make shirk. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He never, never did it. But that is to show us how dangerous is the case of shirk. That Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was told that. Not you and I. No, but Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the best person ever walked in earth. Just to show us how dangerous is this case. So, this person who is, his intention is not clear for Allah Taala has to take care of himself before he dies. Because maybe he will leave this dunya thinking that he is in the right track, and but when he comes to the judgment day, all that he has done will be vanished. Will be destroyed. Will be voided. Will be useless. Will be fruitless. Because his aim in dunya was to be famous, to be rich, to be this, to be that, and he got what he wanted, so he has nothing in the judgment day. Let us, after finishing this hadith of uh, Abu Hurairah, let me mention the story of Umar ibn Khattab when he, once he came and he found Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sleeping on some kind of old drug and that drug affected his because it was tough rug, not a regular or smooth one. No. So he said that Umar cried. So, Ya Rasulullah, you are Rasulullah, the best person in this earth. And you are having this problem. Sitting with these tough rugs. While Kisra, Waqaisar, the, the empires of these people, oh, they are living on these fancy lives. said, Ya Umar, Ya Umar. It is for them in this dunya, but it is for us in judgment day. So don't think that the measurement for a Muslim is how he is living. He's having more fancy life, more luxury, he's a good Muslim. No, this is not the case. He could be this way, could be this way. It depends on how he is 
with Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. Not with people. See how he, his relation with Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. How is he having secrets with Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala? Don't always think of this. Yani, subhanallah, we are required to do some ibadah, worshipping, in front of the others. When we discussed it here last week. We are required to, to pray in jama'ah with others. But also we are supposed to have some secret ibadah. Secret worshipping only between you and Allah. Nobody knows, even your wife or children. These are needed because these are the ones worshipping will clear, will clear your heart. And show you that you are really connected with Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala. See how Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to send him as a messenger, in the beginning he was only a prophet. Be careful on this point because some people may misunderstand it. In the beginning he was told to be a prophet. He is a prophet. He is a Nabiullah. And before he was told to become a messenger and, and start to convey the message to the people, he was told in Surah Al-Muzzammil to be ready. Allah gave him some Cases to be done so he will be ready for da'wah and to suffer for da'wah. Ya ayuhal muzzammil. Talk to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Muzzammil means the one who is putting so much curl or, or blankets on him, he's so tired or afraid. Sleeping. He said, Ya ayuhal muzzammil, qum. Qum al-layla illa qalila. Pray most of the night. Most of the night. Nisfahu, awakus minu qalila, wa tajali wa ratli quran tartila. All of this. You are required to do this during your night, most of your night, half of it, less more, you have to pray. Why? A question may come, come in here and say, why is he required to do this? This is the next ayah. Inna sanulqi alayka qawlan taqila. Inna, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talk about himself, that we are going to give you a very heavy duty to be done. And you cannot do this duty unless you are ready for it by doing what I have been told, what you have been told. We know clearly that a person cannot control himself, cannot control the others. The one who cannot manage himself, he cannot manage the others. He cannot manage himself to wake up in certain times and come to work in certain times and to, to control his timber and so on. This person cannot control the others. Cannot manage the others. But a person who is capable of controlling himself, managing himself, then he is going to be capable also to manage the others. Now Muhammad was told to Go through this course of worshipping in order to be capable to carry this message. And he did, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Upon the hadith of our mother Aisha told us that he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, stood for salah until his feet start to bleed. Every night he's doing this. Then later on, in the end of the surah, last ayah of the surah, you read it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala telling him, okay, make it less. Now we have done what you are supposed to do. إن ربك يعلم أنك تقوم أدنى من ثلثي الليل وصفه وثلثه وطائفة من الذين معك والله يقدر الليل والنهار علما لن تحصوه فتاب عليكم فقرأوا ما تيسر من القرآن أوكي ناو after a period of time when Muhammad Sallam took this course he did all of this assignment he is ready now then Allah Subhanahu wa told him okay make it less now we are ready for it then he told him يا أيها المدثر يا أيها المدثر قم فأنذر آه لبس قم الليل إلا قليلا prayer Worship your Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. But when he is ready now, after this, all of this worshiping, he, sallallahu was told by Allah, sallallahu wa ta'ala, Ya ayyuhal muddathir, um fa'anzir. Now go and call people for this deed. Convey this message to the people, because you are ready now for it. 
When you look to the intention of Muhammad in all of this, what do you think? No doubt. No doubt that Muhammad did it only for Allah's sake. Because he is the best person who has walked on earth. He is the best Muslim on this earth. He is the Sayyid of all the mankind on this earth. And he did it though. And he is our Udwa. Our Uswa. لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا He is our ideal person. We are supposed to follow him. Do our best to follow him. He is ideal. Maybe, probably we cannot reach his level of ibadah, his level of da'wah. Yes, probably we cannot. But at least we try. We are required to try. Whenever we have a misunderstanding of the Quran or Sunnah, we read them, we don't know what, how to deal with them, we look to the way of Muhammad as he did it. How did he do it? That's why he told us in the hadith which is in Bukhari, Sallu kama ra'aytumuni usalli. Pray the way you saw me pray. Of course we don't see him, but Sahaba told us how he was praying. So, he told us to do this and do this, and when we come to do them, these are theories not to us, but when we look at how Muhammad did it, how we do it. So many examples we can take. How we raise our hands. Is it this way? This way? This way? This way? Leave these all aside. Ask how did Muhammad do it? That's it. When you put your hand in chest or here or there, don't say what Abu Hanifa Shafi'i Malik Ahmed bin Hanbal did or what they said. Say what Muhammad did. Don't follow him. But if there is so, more, so, so, much, so much hadith, maybe some, uh, one time he did this, one time he did this. If these all correct hadith, take them all. Like an example, the case of dua in the beginning of salah, after takbir to ihram, what do you do? You say dua al-istiftah. To start your salah, that's called dua. Dua al-istiftah, is that one dua? Most of you will know that subhanakallah, mabihamdika, tabarakasmuka, ta'ala, said this. Most of you know that, but this is not the only one. Muhammad did this once, and did this once, and this. So he did so many ones, so you, we should try to remember them all, or memorize them all, or at least some of them, so we will do this one, this one, and this one, and this one. So every salah there is a change, so you are not going to be doing it blindly. Most of you will not do salah blindly. Allahu Akbar, Assalamu Alaikum. What happened? Between Allahu Akbar and Assalamu Alaikum, what happened? Nobody knows. Why? Because this is a case of khalas. They, they have, uh, uh, yani, a road they are walking. See here, in, maybe in Saudi Arabia, I don't know about other countries, but here in Saudi Arabia, Imams in the, in the second tashahud, uh, the first tashahud, when they stand up from, from sujood, they just say, Allahu Akbar. If they do this, most people will stand up. They say, Allahu Akbar. So we will know that, oh, this is jahud, this is da'u. If he makes it regularly, Allahu Akbar, everybody will stand up. Because they are far away, they don't know, they just blindly follow the Imam. And I have seen it so many times happen. Like, what, what, what does it mean? It means that people are really thinking of a lot of things. They are far away. They start Allahu Akbar, then they go for their jobs, for their trips. Maybe they travel far away in this world. You and I is the same. You don't think that there is a difference in here. We are having the same problem. But we have to have jihad. We have to make jihad in here to stick to our salah. Keep our hearts, bless our tongue, Bless our eyes in the same position. We are supposed to be there. Our hearts are there. Our tongues are working. Nobody says a, a prayer didn't say anything. No. But actually, because our tongues are khalas, habitual to this. Allahu Akbar, subhanahu Yes, he's going. Like, like a recorder. If you ask the recorder, what did he say? He will not answer you. Right? 
Ask anyone who is praying in this masjid, what did the Imam read in the, in the Salat al-Isha? You'll be in trouble. That's it. Most of you, lots of people, they will say, well, I don't know, but he, he, he recited some Quran. Of course he recited some Quran. What is he going to recite? But because the recorder will not answer, one of our shaykhs say, is this pillar or thing, you know, this in here? It's better than human beings. Because it's in the masjid 24 hours. You know, did this see him in the masjid one day? Did you see him walk in the street? It's always in the masjid. This thing is always in the masjid. And there are some people who are less than that standing in the, in the, in the one praying and they don't know what they say. If you ask this thing, you know, what did the Imam say? He will not answer you. Same thing to them. Some people who are praying in here, they say, well, I don't know what he said. So it's a problem in here. It is a case of jihad to keep ourselves in the right track. In salah, in fasting, in anything we are doing, including even when we, when we eat, as we said before. Why we eat? Because we are hungry. Wrong. Wrong. Why we, are to, why we eat? Because we want to enjoy eating. Wrong. Okay, this is halal. We're not saying it's haram. Since you buy, buy it with your own money, halal money, and you're eating it because you need it, no problem. We're not saying this is haram. But we are saying you could make it better. If you have a good intention in that food, then you will have enjoyment, full bless reward from Allah. Muhammad Hassan told us in this hadith, and it's very strange hadith to some people. When he said that, وَفِي بِضْعِ أَحَدِكُمْ صَدَقَةً يعني when a man take his wife to bed, it is a sadaqah. MashaAllah. Sahaba was so amazed. Ya Rasulullah, we do our desire, and this is one of the strangest desires for human beings. And we get ajr, he said this. If you do it in a wrong way, wrong woman, isn't there a bad, uh, uh, bad deeds in there? He said, yes. So if you do it in that. Now, just the intention is needed. In food. Even take, uh, somebody say, okay, what, what's my intention if I take my wife to bed? Uh, those people who are not married, didn't listen, huh? Right. What's the intention? You can have so many intentions that you are going to satisfy your wife. So to keep her eyes far away from the others. Satisfy yourself, they will keep your eyes far away from others. Okay? Then, you are aiming that Allah may give you a child who will worship Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. You are, so many, you can make. Walking to the masjid. You are leaving your house for salah. One intention, not enough. Make more. Well, how can I make more? I'll go and write a paper. No, 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 just in your mind. You are making your at home now to go to the masjid. Put in mind also, you are going to the masjid for salah. This is the first one. Second thing, I'm going to the masjid. If I see anybody in the way, I'll call them for salah. Salah jazakumullah khair ya Somebody is standing, if I see somebody is doing wrong things, smoking, they're getting this, make If you see a poor guy, give him a sadaqah. All of these intentions in your head, you are rewarded even if you didn't do. How many intentions are there? So many. So many. It's just the case that we are not really, yani, working in this case. We are not taking it this way. Anything you are doing can make a lot of intentions there. Eating food, as an example. A person, let's have three persons are sitting in, in, the, in the plate. Say kapsa, because this is very famous to us. Three persons are sitting for this kapsa. One of them is eating because he is hungry and he wants to enjoy food. It's halal, no problem. It's halal, no problem. The other guy is eating because he wants to get his body strong enough for salah, for jihad, for this, for that, for dawah and so on. Now he is eating and he is getting ajar also. 
The third guy is eating to make his body strong. But what for? To attract women. To fight people. To hurt others. Then he is gaining, not reward, bad deeds. What's the difference? Each three of, each one of these three are eating the same place. Same food. Same time. That's why Muhammad Hassan told us in the hadith that two persons will be in the same masjid, placed behind the same imam, one of them his salah is fantastic, the other one his salah is going to be bad thing for him. And in the other hadith that people will be, some of them will take, will have only one third, one third, one tenth, more or less. It depends on how much he is in the salah. Depends on how much his intention is in the salah. Depends on how much jihad he is making in his salah. So, this chapter and the chapter before, just to conclude, to conclude this case, is depending on the case of intention. What is your intention when you do this? This paper made to show you the case of last week I promised you and I did it and, and has, has it and quickly, I don't know if it's so clear, but I wanted to show you the divisions of the case of Riyah, show off, to make it easy to understand. Hopefully I hope, I, hope I, I could just pass the message to you guys. If you have any questions, I'll be happy to hear from you in this chapter or the chapter before in this case of the paper. Jazakumullah khair for listening and go ahead if you have any questions. Yes, go ahead. Salam. Um, in Okay. What is the aim? When you make this dua, you are aiming for the ajr from Allah, the reward from Allah, for your own dua, and also what's coming to the highest, no problem. Muhammad used to do the same thing. So, you can make dua, but your intention actually, not only to gain good health, good money, and this, you have this intention in there, but your major intention is actually to satisfy Allah, because He told you to do this. To satisfy Allah, because Muhammad told you to do this. You satisfy Allah by doing this because Muhammad did it. So you are following Muhammad. Actually, this you are doing now, you are not really running for dunya, but you are running for the satisfaction of Allah. Muhammad did this. Didn't he? He called and he made dua for dunya. Now if you if you are sick, what are you going to do? You make dua. Sickness is in dunya, not in the judgment day. Still you are making dua. This dua is a worship. To Allah. So actually, Yani, that's why some ulama say that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is the hadith of Muhammad wa sallam, that if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala likes someone, he will give him trouble. Yeah. Subhanallah, and we should think now, Allah, when he likes some of his slaves, he will give him more trouble? Yes. Why? Because he wants to raise him up. Now, these troubles will make the person make dua. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the hadith of Muhammad wa sallam, that he told Jibreel not to give him, or to answer him quickly, leave him. This will make more dua because Allah wants to hear his dua, his voice, his, his, his begging. That's why when you come to talk to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in salah, you should be begging. 
not with arrogance. That's why we are told also in the Hadith Muhammad Sallam, never say Allah Maghfir li shaykh. Oh Allah, forgive me if you want. No, this is wrong. This is wrong. We have here a habit in Saudis, they say, uh, Allah hadik inshallah. And they make dua with inshallah. No, this is wrong. It's wrong to say inshallah in the case of dua. Because Muhammad told us clearly, لا يقل أحدكم الله مغفر لي إنشاءت. Never say this. You say Allah مغفر لي and you say it with begging. You ask Allah Ta'ala for rizq and you do it with begging. Because this is ibadah. Nobody wants Allah to do things. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's what Muhammad says. فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا مُكْرِهَ لَهُ So in this case now, making dua for this good life in this dunya, you are begging Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. You are doing that Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Plus, put in mind, it's not the case that you are asking for money because you want the money only, but actually this money will make you free to do more good things in your life. Plus, you are, you are asking for happiness, which is not only the money. Happiness is this dunya. رَبَّنَا آتِنَا فِي الدُّنْيَا حَسَنًا What is this حَسَنًا in dunya? Money? Health? Yes, this could be part of it, but the major case is that to be happy with this deed. You will be happy because you do good things. And we mentioned this in the case of Riyah, if you are happy because you did good things, this is not show off. If you are happy, this is not going to destroy your good deeds. If you are happy because you have done good things. One day you have went and you, you heard that there is a family in your neighborhood who are so poor, you took some money and without seeing anybody, you just give it to them and you go and you feel happy. Is this bad? No, this is good. Even Muhammad told us that whoever is happy because of his good deeds and unhappy because of his bad deeds, he is a mu'min. So in this case now, even dua here to call Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for hasana, Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana, this hasana is really to live as a Muslim. To live happily, to live without trouble. We know that fakr or poverty is bad. We know sickness is bad. But where is why we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to save us from this? Doesn't mean that we are only running for this. Ah, the ayah here, the verse in here. Man kaan yudid hasi dunya wa dinat hanu. We are only want this. W T T T T W. Remember this one. Yes, yes. That's called tasmi'ah. Actually, it's not, it's a show off, but after, it's not a show off. Totally, it's called tasmi'ah. Yeah, it means a person, he is, he has done them some good things. Okay? Then, after that, some people came and said, MashaAllah, this guy is fantastic. You are happy now because of this? This is not a problem. It's not called, it's not a show off totally, but it's just, they say it's after the work. You are told, Jazakallah khair for this, somebody is making dua for you, somebody is uh, praising you for what you have done, good things. There's no problem here. But if he has done it, like somebody is praying last night, and they come, let's come and say, Allah, oh, Yashai, brothers, did you hear that uh, sound last night after midnight at 3 o'clock in the morning? What is that to, trying to say? So that I was awake that night, that time when that sound came and... Or oh, did you see this? Or did you hear that news that, uh, what came at last 3 o'clock in the morning? Wallahi, subhanAllah, these, I've been awake. Ah, these three people that he's awake and he's praying. That's why one of the Sahaba, when he narrated a case like this, somebody said, well, we saw some, you know, strong light in the night last night. Then he said, oh, wait, I was not praying. I was not praying. I was such and such and such. Why he said this? Because he was afraid that people will think that he is telling people what he has been done, doing before. 
So these things you are not supposed to go and tell people about it. And also bad things. And that's the hadith. That we are not supposed to people what we have been. Well, Allah Taala already covered that. So Allah Taala did not show people what we have done bad things. We should keep it secret. It's not a hypocrisy. Some people may think. So after the thing is done, and people knew about it, and yani praise the person, this is not called a show. Uh, I'm sorry, it's very very short. Yani I have to do this. It has to be very short words in order to give this. But if you Remember what we have said last week, if you hear it again, you will get more, inshallah, clearer in this case. Jazakumullah khair for this, and we'll see you, inshallah, next week, hopefully.